0: Hi, and welcome back to the Ballard Designs weekly podcast, How to Decorate. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator, so we are interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline McDonald. I run the Ballard Designs blog, howtodecorate.com. I'm
1: Taryn Schwartz, and I'm in the product design team at Ballard Designs.
2: And I'm Karen Mooney, and I oversee brand at Ballard.
0: And we're your hosts. Hey, y'all. We have a great guest today. Her name is Margo Shaw. She's the editor-in-chief of Flower Magazine. So uh, before we interview her, let's do our trials and triumphs. (music) Excellent. Taryn, you were very excited, so I think you should go first. Yeah, you were I like, oh, I, this up. I have
1: good ones. I felt like I totally built, <laughs> built this up somewhat.
0: Well, my trial
1: this week. So Monday we met with Suzanne Kassler at her office. And we, because we roll out different lines with her. And um, so we're meeting to talk through product, a new product. And for we, summer of
2: 18, we're very ahead. <laughs>
1: i'm <laughs> um, i feel already behind but yes um so when i go to see suzanne i usually try to dress a little nicer because <laughs> well anytime i meet any of the designers i try to dress a little nicer you so
2: shower and brush your hair
1: yeah
2: brush your hair i
1: like that we have that low right?
2: <laughs> brush your teeth <laughs>
1: Yes, I brushed my teeth. That's the end of it. <laughs> no. I. So I have this one dress that is silk. And I don't have that many silk things because I ruin things. And it is this cornflower blue and it's short sleeves. And it goes into like a little pleat at your waist, crew neck. It's got a little pocket. It's so cute. Cute. And I've had it for years, but I'm always too afraid to wear it because I'll get something on it. Yeah,
2: you, this is not what you wore to the meeting because I was at the meeting. You're ruining this. <laughs> okay, spo- sorry. Okay, sorry. Spoiler alert. So I literally
1: walk into the store. I'm measuring something in the morning at Ballard or whatever. And someone's like, oh, I love your dress. And I was like, I know. I never wear it because I'm so afraid I'm going to ruin it. And then someone else said the same thing, which was so nice. And again, I was like, thank you. But, you know, I never wear it because I'm going to ruin it. Go back to my desk. And I go to pour out of my coffee mug. The top on my coffee mug or my travel mug is loose oh, i no. pour Mm-mm. the whole Mm-mm. contents of so the whole thing's full like i hadn't drank it yet like Mm-mm. starting from my chest down into my lap and because Mm-mm. it's just silk was it hot did it burn you oh it was it was hot oh. and then my underwear soaked oh, hot, oh. my dress is soaked my floor under my desk we have carpet where my my cubicle oh, is and oh. i literally it looks I just look down and I'm like I I can't even pretend like I didn't spill this. Oh, I mean, I'm no. soaked, and silk doesn't, and it's just like a polyester liner under, so it's really thin. So I'm, oh, I'm stuck like, to your body, too. Is it, like, stuck on and you? And it's cold, because oh. as soon as it goes from hot, it's now in the cold air now conditioning. Now you're wearing a wet so sack. It, I'm, I'm literally <laughs> dripping. I can't walk oh. out of my cube, because I'm dripping. So I'm, I go over to our sourcing girls, and I'm like, do you have any towel samples? I need a towel. <laughs> <laughs> so I get a towel sample and, like, wrap it under my. Dress to like, <laughs> I'm so
0: sad I missed oh this. Oh my gosh. So did then you I, take a picture? Yes, I did.
1: Okay, <laughs> great, we're going to need that. I sent one just of my lap to my family to be like, so this is how my Monday's is going. <laughs> um, so I go, I'm like, okay, where can I find something like shopping at lunch? Because I had lunch and I didn't have time to go to my house. And I was like,
2: where is there an automatic, I will find something I like? Anthro. Anthro. You think? Okay, okay. We want to guess. Okay, it was an anthro. And I'm assuming you wanted it's it to be reasonably office. priced. Yeah. So there was a pause. There was a f- definite pause.
0: Um, well, well, when
1: you do this, you know you have to buy something. So you know you get to splurge a little bit more. And than I you also
2: know would. what you had on. So I'm trying to figure out where. I mean, I'm going to assume J.
0: Crew because it's just right around the corner.
2: And yeah, it could have been a J. Crew. But it was like a coral linen dress with like a little frayed something yeah. in it. Was it J. Crew? Okay, just tell Ah, me. J. Crew. <laughs> okay.
1: It was J. Crew. Um, well, I was like, where can I go that I know I'll find something? And I I know I liked their last catalog, so I was like, um, I'm gonna go. And I tried on like seven things and then I found this dress that had this little fringe on it, and I was like, so done. I walk out of the, like dressing room,
2: I was like, I will be purchasing this and I ripped the tag on the back. <laughs> I'm like, this will be
1: Did my you own. hand
2: over wait, what did you hand over your cornflower blue dress to them? It's like you can take this.
0: Just, oh get it, yeah, well, just get a dry. Yeah, I just get a dry. I clean. drove
2: straight to the dry
1: cleaner and he was and he said to me, He goes, It's polyester. I would just like soak it in your sink mm-hmm. at home instead of because I was like, Can you get this? It's still wet. And so then I was like, Am I wearing a polyester dress? And I thought I was soaked. So I went I like soaked it literally in the office sink, like mm-hmm. with water, because I was and put it in a bag. So I was like, I'll deal with this when I get home and hopefully I can save it. And then I get it home. Well, the liner's polyester the outside's still silk but you can
2: get silk wet
1: yeah well did you, you
2: think they drank how it? does it look did you
1: i i got home is it still on the back <laughs> no,
0: no it's a mold fest now i yeah. gave
1: up no i it was a really nice dress i'm super bummed but, what, but it still what has happened? stain on it it still has a stain did I you
0: oxy clean it i didn't oxy clean it take it to the dry cleaner they can get stuff out of silk I have gotten it. stuff out of silk before. The, pe- Coffee, the guy probably
2: th- told me no, but I'll take it. I'll go sure. <clears throat> I anyway. say Oxy. I okay. Oxyclean everything, even silk. There is nothing that hasn't come out with Oxyclean At my house. What,
1: what do you put it in the sink and you put just like a table
2: So for this particular thing what I would do is <laughs> yeah, I would probably get um, a sink full of hot water, dissolve my Oxy in it, and then soak the dress in it. Okay. That's what I would do, and then look at it, rinse it, see how it looks. You could also, which I've done many times on spots. It sounds like it might be bigger than a spot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well now, well now it is the line of like up here. Yeah, you have like, like under the water waterbodies. Like yes, mm-hmm. thank you.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also have made like an oxy paste. So um, have it wet, and then. Put the powder mm-hmm. on until it makes like a paste and yeah. rub it mm-hmm. and then let it sit.
1: With silk, I won't do that because it's too gentle. The material. Well, what's, but I'll do you the know bath. what? It's
2: either going to be ruined or not. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Fair. I cannot wear <laughs> I it I can't ruin it is. more.
1: Thank yeah. you, guys. Anyway, so I ruined my dress. So that's your trial. Um, my triumph was not running out and buying a new dress, but <laughs> that did work out for me. Because I also had on certain shoes, guys. Like True. You know, you could only, oh, yeah. I had to go with the shoes, too. I found these really cute pants. And I was like, they don't look good with these heels. I can't but justify it.
0: Your house isn't that far from Suzanne's office, is it?
2: But she wanted to buy a dress.
1: <laughs> Shh. It doesn't matter. <laughs> David's not fully watching these episodes. Yeah, my husband isn't either. <laughs> well,
0: when you came home, was he like... Cute dress. Not no, him he that. was like, You look nice. He left before it
2: I I even happened. mentioned to you in the meeting. Remember, you were across the table from me, and I was like, You look cute. I know. I was like, <laughs> What she doesn't know is I was literally covered in coffee, and my
1: underwear you was smelled still real in coffee. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway.
2: So All that right. was my trial.
1: And then my triumph this week is I got a piece of art or a print from this artist I like for Christmas for my husband, mm-hmm. Kelly Johnston. Um, she has these abstract water-looking – anyway, I like her. And so my husband was thoughtful and got me this print, and it has a little bit of fuchsia in it, and it's mostly blue. It's like a sunset. Anyway, I love it. Yeah. But it took me to now to get it framed. I picked it up. It looks great,
0: and I hung it. <gasps> um, awesome. where would you I- hang it? Well, was it – my question. Mm-hmm. Was it paper? Was it like a painting, watercolor or it was paper? So did you have it like matted and putting
1: mm-hmm. it looks so good. Where'd anyway, you I put it over my buffet, so it's across from my juju and my long. Rectangular
2: <clears throat> Wait, is this rim. the buffet oh. with the coral lamps and the black lamp? Sh- no, this is the buffet with the the tassels the on the tassels mm-hmm. and little we're cute. tassels
0: I feel like you were talking about in an early episode how you wanted to switch it out.
2: Yes, she was. So you did. She had old I ballard did. art that she didn't like and she wanted to get rid of it. And you were like, Ooh, I like that art over there and she's like, That's the art I hate.
1: Mm-hmm. Well You can I have, have it now, Carol. Yeah. You can totally have them. I'm done with them. Because I have my new art and very exciting. Awesome. So I was very
0: excited. I feel like um getting art professionally framed always feels like such a triumph because yeah. It's kind of like an it's kind of a splurge. It is expensive, but it feels splurge. so like you're like oh I'm such a grown up. It looks so good, and it, I feel like it looks, even though it may not actually look better, it you feel like it looks better. Because oh, then it's
2: when special. you might have done it yourself. Yeah,
0: because whenever yeah. I do anything myself, I'm always like extra it's judgy, a quarter of an mm-hmm. inch crooked,
1: um, or I preach into the choir you know, something. I have to so. draw a product all day. So then sure. I get into reviewing, and I'm like... Mm, that's ugly. Yeah. And everyone else is like, I love that. I'm like, good, because
2: I can see the flaws. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Whatever. Okay, Karen, go. Okay, sorry, y'all. <laughs> We're getting off topic as usual. Uh, as usual. Okay, my trial is I have these two box, faux boxwood balls I got from Ballard, um, which I think are a really cool product because... Um, boxwood real boxwood are expensive Mm -hmm. and I have this place at the end of my driveway where you enter my backyard there's sort of a fence and steps and you enter my backyard and so it doesn't get a ton of sun or anything but I wanted some planters there to kind of make it a better entrance um and so I got these boxwood balls um to make a little pretty monument there And um, we've only carried them, we started carrying them last summer, and so they're kind of a new product. And so I noticed, I don't know, probably five weeks ago, that one of them had kind of collapsed. And so one was still round, and one was kind of mushed down. And I was like, I, there's some issue with the product quality. And so I um, I have lunch every week with our head of sourcing, and I was telling her because she's all in charge of you know, product quality and all that stuff. And I was like, Jen, something happened to my boxwood ball. Like one's real mushed. And I had pictures in my phone, and I showed her. She's like, oh. Send me those pictures. Bring them in. We'll order you new ones. We got to figure out what's wrong. She goes, you a little panic because they're selling really well. (laughs) And if there's a product quality issue, that could be a major problem. So I brought them in. They gave me my two balls. I brought them home. They're all outside. They look great. So I don't know, a week or two ago. A week or two ago, the guy at the office—he's like, "Hey, Karen, I cut your—I cut your balls open. Do you want to—you want to see what's going on there?" And I was like, "What? Is there a rat? What was it? What's happened?" Oh, so he takes me over. He's cut him apart and they're they're built around a very very sturdy wire frame ball. Okay, this thing is not collapsing. It had clearly been like on- mashed down by one of my children while playing basketball outside because there's a basketball hoop out there. So that's oh, their court. So yeah, one of them just fell on it, mashed it down. Is that where Joe fell? No, that was on the concrete. <laughs>
0: Joe fell on the boxwood, broke his rib. Right. At least then
2: we would know. No. It was definitely one of the kids and didn't tell me. And I was like, what's up with this, you guys? Did something happen? Oh no, no, nothing. Uh uh, it's fine. Yeah. So that's what happened. That was my trial. (laughs) My triumph So did
0: you ever ask them what happened? After you knew that it was I just
2: yeah, I came home and I'm like, look, dude, one of y'all like fell on the boxwood ball. Admit who it was. Mm, No. No, uh uh-uh, no, Mom, we didn't do that. I'm like, yes, she did. They probably (laughs) didn't even realize it. You know, they're out there running around like crazy people. I don't know. Anyway, it's amazing (laughs) my house is still standing, is all I've got to say. (laughs) Okay, so my triumph is, you guys, I, by myself, um, stained my outside back fence. Oh, that's awesome. And I stained it black what Ooh. drop the mic go the whole fence
0: that's mm. a dang that's a big project
2: i used a sprayer i started Still. with a brush and i was like i'll be 95 by the time i finish this <laughs> so i borrowed a friend's sprayer and um was it, it fun looks it looks like it so would be really fun good no it wasn't fun at all it was awful i mean i was covered i had you know one of those masks over my face it was a lot of prep mm-hmm. i mean it was a pain but it looks great It looks so good, y'all. You'd think the black would be gross. It is such a beautiful backdrop to all the green plants, and it just Mm kind of goes away and is really subtle. I love it. I love it, love it, love it.
0: We're going to need a picture of that.
2: Okay. All right, Caroline, you go.
0: All right, so my triumph is that I had my little Nala stool reupholstered. Hey! Um, that Taren is a big Karen. one. Yeah.
1: It's like getting something framed. You, yes. you, like,
0: wait and you think
1: over it and it costs a good, you know, not. Yeah, n-
0: I mean, it's not as expensive as buying it new, but it's not a cheap yeah. project by any means. Um, Taryn and Karen are probably real sick of me talking about my Nala bench or my Nala stool underneath my acrylic stool. table, but... I feel very proud of it because I have, like I've said a million times, I have a really smart house. And so I wanted a way to bring a little extra seat when we have guests over into the room. Um, And I have our Felicity acrylic side table. And our Nala bench fits perfectly underneath it where you can just slide it out underneath the legs. And it's just like the perfect little perch. And because the table is clear, it's fun to have, like, a little pattern under there. Um, She brings this up every time Mm -hmm. we build the catalog. Because it's such
1: a good... It is cute.
0: Well, we've tried to get them to show it this way in about a million catalogs. I think they have by now. But for, Mm -hmm. like, three or four different times, I was like, show it like this. But... Things get lost in, you know, translation. So. What
2: fabric did you put on it?
0: So, when I bought it, it was the Rain of Coral fabric. And this is why I always buy things in neutrals, because I just get tired of it. Mm-hmm. And so, I really, really loved it when I bought it. But... And it did match this painting that I had over the side or for my mantle, so it sort of worked. But I just got sick of it basically and wanted something neutral. Mm-hmm. So I reupholstered it in our rattan fabric. Ooh, I love that fabric. She's it's so really a
2: cool fabric. It's
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to see in the catalog, so I feel like people don't know we have it, but I am obsessed with it. It's like Is it literally called a rattan? No, it's called natural woven
2: sand. That's what okay. we call
0: it. But it looks like a, i'm sorry not rattan raffia 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 yeah. raffia yeah, yeah, yeah. um it looks like raffia it has
2: sort of this slick kind of feel to it it really feels like a natural woven product yeah
0: it's yeah. really neat it looks awesome and it i i love sort of that beachy style but i mean we live in atlanta i don't want like blatantly mm-hmm. coastal stuff like it's just kind of weird for me um but it sort of gives you that, like, casual, beachy feel, which I like. And it's it's pretty and it's neutral. It goes with everything. And I'm really excited about it. Yay. 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 So that was my Try Triumph. Triumph. <laughs> <laughs> and then my trial. This is sort of an ongoing problem, but it happened again this week. And it probably happens, like, every three weeks. But um, my house is the first house on our street that faces, like, our street. Like, the houses next to me face the perpendicular, uh-huh. so like so we're you're kind near of the at the corner. A corner. Okay. Yeah, so they're my two neighbors. Their houses back up to ours, and sort of like back up to our driveway. So we share a driveway with our neighbors, and we just pull straight in, and we're straight. But our neighbors pull in and then turn left into their garage. So their garage, if you can imagine this, that when they open their garage door, it it faces directly at our kitchen window.
2: Oh,
0: um, so. Oh no! The first thing I do in the morning, typically, is go out and turn on our teapot, so I can turn on our friend or like work on our French press. Um, and <laughs>
2: our I'm, teapot and our French press.
0: Can you? you sound like
2: <laughs> you sound very fancy. Uh, you sound very. It's
0: fancy. not fancy. I just. I mean, I've told y'all about my obsession with my French press, mm-hmm. but we boil water on the stovetop, so I turn on my water. And I'm always sort of, like, puttering around in the kitchen before I, like, hop in the shower or whatever. Um, in various states of dishevelment, like, my hair is – I mean, I haven't showered yet. My hair is, like, crazy every which way. My <laughs> bangs are, like, picking up. I'm, like, in a bathrobe or whatever raggedy PJs I'm wearing. And um, my neighbors – Go to work much earlier than I do.
2: Ooh.
0: And so, and oftentimes they will back into their garage. So their headlights, they'll roll up their garage door, put, like turn on their headlights and uh, get like front and stage center. Show. Here I am, like <laughs> in ridiculous, whatever that I'm wearing. <laughs> I bet and it's
2: even worse in winter when it's dark outside in the morning. <laughs> oh. And then you're already illuminated in the kitchen.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're and like I'm, a I'm like a raccoon. Yeah, where you, like, see beady eyes, and I'm, like, looking all freaked out. I'm like, ah. And, of course, I, like, don't want them to see me, so I, like, try to, like, away. fall down on the yeah. ground. Mm-hmm. Like, don't see me, and, like, crawl away so they can't see me in my pajamas anyways it's really embarrassing so at some point i would love to redo my kitchen and bl- break up that window Damn. and move the windows away but um in the I'm meantime sure wear a bathrobe of- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, i do wear a bathrobe <laughs> okay the same um <laughs> but yeah my neighbors got more of me than they bargained for so yeah. All right. That's amazing. I think it's time for our um yes. to talk to our, guests. Margo, yep, our I guest. I like it because hey.
2: she's yeah. also a southern girl, so it'll be good to mix yeah. one more accent in here.
0: We are so excited to welcome as our guest this week, Margot Shaw. She is the editor-in-chief of Flower Magazine, based in Birmingham, and I think you have the most interesting story of the way you started this magazine, and correct me if I'm wrong, but she was working in the floral industry, in the floral design, or in floral design, and you could never find any editorial content around flowers, whether it was Gardening, like you just you could not absorb enough, so you wanted to just start your own flower centric magazine, and you did. Ten years later, who you are? Flower is now um, went from a quarterly to a bi monthly publication, and you're the editor in chief. Yeah, how do home, you do so. that?
2: I'm real, cu- I'm real curious about that too. Like you just willed it into being. Um, No, I was, (laughs) you know,
3: that's not so. But um, I just kept searching for something like Caroline said, that would augment all that I was loving in the shelter magazines. I wanted a a botanical template. I wanted like a Southern accents or a veranda with a floral overlay. And, And I wanted people. You know, that's one of the things that people love about flower is that it's not just beautiful gardens and weddings and parties and, and uh, flower arrangements. It's people. It's the story mm-hmm. behind um, the beauty. And we're finding that that is of interest. If you think about it, what has been the most successful publication ever in this country? It's People magazine that's
0: true Yeah, and
3: people want to read about people not just things Mm -hmm. so that was the added element that I insisted on
2: and it's apparently (laughs) struck a chord it's resonating right well that is interesting because when I do read shelter magazines I'm always interested in the family that lives in this space Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm always shocked like they're 35 years old and they can own this house you know like Mm -hmm. who are they Um, but I'm I'm always curious, like, what's the type of person that inhabits that space and wants it? So how do you find the people and the stories? Well,
3: we don't have to look very hard. Right. <laughs> I
2: assume they're approaching you.
3: That Well, we do get a few pitches. But we also now, after 10 years, and really probably after the first three or four years, we started establishing a pool of talent and um our editors know where to go you know they know what blogs to look at they know what other magazines to read and then we have kind of a stable of flower friends that keep us abreast Mm -hmm. and that know what's going on and they will contact us and we'll contact them and so, and also books. I'm sitting here watching Taryn flip through. And, yeah, Taryn's and, not even
2: paying attention yeah, to this interview. Taryn,
3: She's just attention. looking at the magazine.
1: I am listening and looking at her work. <laughs> Listen You're a better to multi-top. every word
3: I'm saying, it's so important. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we've gotten um, great rapport with the big publishers, and so we find out about. The exciting design books that are coming up, and they love for us to feature them because of our reader. And so, you know, and we just we love to find and discover um, young up and coming talent as well, be it interior, garden, or floral design or wedding design. We just love to find that person that nobody
2: knows about
3: Mm -hmm. and
2: help them kind of blow up. So that's cool. Yeah. Who? Is, how would you characterize your reader? Who is she? I'm assuming it's a woman, but maybe it's a guy. It's about ninety six percent female.
3: Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably f- from thirty to infinity. Mm-hmm. Um, we just have a lot of women that are sophisticated, educated, love beauty, love. Uh, gardens, flowers, travel, interiors, love beauty, really. That's what this is about. It's all about living a lovely life.
0: Mm -hmm. I do not consider myself a green thumb, but I find there's something so relaxing about looking at gardens, reading about gardens. So I can imagine sometimes your reader is not even a gardener, but it's just about like, wow, it's, just so incredibly beautiful and Whoa. you can just sort of be transported you know mm-hmm. good to hear good mm-hmm. to hear no our readers are everything
3: from garden club of america mavens to interior designers to young marrieds to uh professionals uh, you know because our content has broadened over the years always with that floral uh profile mm-hmm. But now there's a lot of interior design, a lot of garden design and, and just anybody that, that wants to be inspired, really. You don't have to have a green thumb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you always have a green thumb?
3: I do not have a green
1: you thumb. You don't? What? What?
3: What expose? A <laughs> um, <laughs> scandal of all. I know, all. I know, it's a scandal. My husband is the gardener and I That's cut even better. I cut what he grows. And I arrange it. And I'm a pretty good arranger, because that's kind of what I trained for. I actually trained uh, to be an interior designer, but uh, fell into this relationship with flowers after my oldest daughter got married. And I I really, Birmingham is a very floral-centric town. And I had no experience. And after working with uh, the floral designer who did my daughter's wedding, I thought this is an art form, and it's living and it's life giving. And so I interned for her at age forty-six, and <laughs> um, after about six months, she started paying me because I learned enough. But um, <laughs> but I, you know, with an art history background and being a very visual person, the flowers would just became. Um, like paints and brushes for mm-hmm. me. And if you have a pretty good eye, which I do, um, you're able to arrange. But no, the garden is not my friend. I love gardens, don't get me wrong, but it takes a certain personality and it takes um, a schedule mm-hmm. that I don't have.
0: It's like discipline and patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do not That's have the patience. a bad combination for me.
3: Like... Well, and, and, you know, this world is very counter to that. My husband is a retired Episcopal priest, and he just loves logging time in the gardens. And so I just let him have at it. I have very different opinions and a very different style, and I have to kind of muzzle myself
2: (laughs) and just say, that's great, honey. (laughs) What is his style?
3: Well, it's very hodgepodge. Mm-hmm.
2: Like we, an English wildflower
3: garden? It's, or it's, it's pretty loose, and um, we have lots of woodland beds and, and borders. And we live kind of in the country outside of Birmingham in a little Dutch colonial cottage. So it works. Sounds mm-hmm. very charming. It's charming. But then we have these two bird dogs that tear everything up. So <laughs> it's just this constant battle. And what would your style
2: be, though, if you were...
3: My style a is a little more restrained. Mm-hmm. I like a loose um, look, but I like it to be um, also somewhat organized. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I like structure.
3: Yeah. Well, structure's Give really not appropriate. Give me a boxwood border. <laughs> well, I know, and we have, we have boxwood borders in the back. Mm-hmm. But th- that's really not appropriate for this site.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, we have a split-rail fence around the yard you know so it's a it's really very informal Mm -hmm. but I do love a parterre I do love boxwoods and we have four across the front of the house the four columns and my husband is just dead set to remove them and I won't let him (laughs) (laughs) so it's the battle of the boxwoods but does he
2: plant things that you like to cut because you said you cut the stuff Yes, he does. Does he take requests? No, and I mean he
3: he really grows what works in Birmingham, Alabama, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what is drought tolerant. And um, he has some pass along plants. His mother was a great gardener. He has some peonies that were hers and things <sighs> my like favorite that. Favorite flower? I know, I know. There's such. So is it everyone's favorite flower? I, was gonna say, I kind of feel like one it in is. in the world. I feel, feel like they are. are. I feel like they are. Uh-huh. They're just so blousy and, mm-hmm. and extravagant. The color,
0: oh, I uh-huh. mean, that coral color with the yellow center. Coral
3: charm. Coral charm, yeah. Coral yes. charm. Yes. Yes. Wow. Or, as, as, um, oh, my gosh. There's a friend of mine that calls
2: him Carl. That's got to be James Farmer. Yes. Carl.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he, he calls them Carl charm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know James?
2: He, yeah, he did a, a flower arranging series with us at Ballard on how to use floral frogs, so That's yeah, important. He's, he's a good fun it's southern lost boy. Lost
3: art, and now that everybody's discovered that floral foam is not super green, mm. even though it's very green colored, um, we are going back to chicken wire and floral frogs, and really just loose
2: arrangements in water. Yeah.
0: So, I am obsessed with our Bunny Williams floral frogs,
2: which we no longer sell, and I'm really bitter about it. She um, talks about it almost every week. Because? This one? Yeah.
0: yeah mm-hmm. Because I love them. They, It's really hard to arrange something in a vase with a wide mouth because nothing stays where you want it to. Right. So, the floral frog fixes that. But instead of living last, maybe this issue or something, they did it with, um, I'd never seen the chicken wire. But they made, like, a half dome. I mean, I know that was probably something that You said they kind of balled
2: them. it up or something. Yeah, they, yeah. like,
0: balled it up in a ball and stuck it in a thing. And I was like, oh, that's genius. I'm sure everyone else knew about it, but I didn't. Edit. Everyone but you. Yeah. Every, everyone in the world. <laughs> well, everyone in the <laughs> but floral Caroline, industry is what I mean.
3: It's so sad that she was excluded. Isn't it embarrassing <laughs> oh. for her? <laughs> but, Go yeah, home. yeah the, the chicken wire is just one of those very practical elements that works. And you don't have to... Do anything fancy. You just wad it up and put it down in your container and then start sticking.
2: So let me ask you this. I've mentioned many times that I'm floral arrangement challenged. Pretty much I'm really, really bad at it. Um, If I were to want to arrange flowers, where where would I go buy ones that would be pretty? Because can I go to my Trader Joe's? Okay, what should I get? What's going to be easy? Well, one of the things
3: that I would love for you to learn, and it's very basic, and if you can do it, you can do, you can make pretty flower arrangements, and that's a French hand tied, and I'll teach you when we ha- finish this.
2: Okay, um, can we put a step by step on the show notes? Sure. A French hand-tied.
3: Yeah, it's... Sounds sexy, Margot. It's super sexy. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just a very um, simple way of crisscrossing your stems Mm -hmm. so that you end up with a pretty round arrangement and you see the faces of the flowers rather than the underneath of the flowers. Oh, okay, yeah. And so roses are the best for that, especially the best for learning. So get you... You know, a couple of dozen roses mm-hmm. at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods or, or Costco. They
2: sell good Costco. roses at Costco.
3: Or, of course, um, you know, a lot of, there are a lot of wholesalers around mm-hmm. um, if you wanted to get a lot. But yeah, Costco. Um, so I can teach you that.
0: All right. Is there like a YouTube video we could watch?
3: There probably is. <laughs> you haven't I, I made one. I didn't one? make it. Oh. I did not make it. I need to make one, but I have not
2: okay fine maybe we could partner up and do that yeah well and
3: another thing that's really easy if you don't have a frog and you don't want to mess with chicken wire get get some floral tape Mm -hmm. or you can even use scotch tape and just make a grid across the top of Mm -hmm. your container Mm -hmm. and then and then you put your greens in around for a collar and then just start sticking in your flowers and it that's beautiful and the tape keeps them in place
2: Okay. I'll try it. All right. Again, what's your go
3: to flowers when you're doing an arrangement? Um, I think I would have to say roses. You know, I mean I, I just love garden roses. We have old garden roses in in our yard and what's a garden rose? It's old. It's okay. just it's a more of a bush than a cut rose that you you know, long stem rose. And um they just—you don't really don't have to do anything. You can cut a couple of stems and put them in a vase, vase container, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and and they just spill out. And it's like, why would I mess with that? Yeah. yeah, you know, people get intimidated about floral design, and I'm and I always contend, you're starting with perfection. Mm-hmm. You know That's, why? That is true. Why? worry Mm -hmm. you can't screw it up Mm -hmm. the only time I feel like people screw up flowers are when they try to get too architectural and they kind of bend and punish their you know and things get very I don't know geometric in a way that flowers have never grown in Mm -hmm. nature Mm -hmm. I mean that's fine for a flower show big time flower show or something but just in your home just cut bring it in let it spill out I have a rose bush out there,
2: <clears throat> and I don't know how to pointing. handle it. Yeah, I'm pointing. She's pointing. <laughs> right out that to window. Right. I don't know what to do with it. Am I supposed to chop it down? It like climbs up the whole side of my house. It's a
3: climbing rose.
2: So do I just ignore it and let it, am I, I supposed to cut them off when they bloom?
3: Well, it helps. They, they like that. <laughs> but they also like to just
2: be allowed to to ramble. So um, if I cut them and put them in a vase, will more grow? I know I sound like a three-year-old at this no, point, and I should no, have Googled this. No, you're really this, not.
3: But... Again, not a gardener, um, oh. so you don't sound like a three-year-old to me. Sound, those are legit questions, <laughs> but um, let's go cut, you know, and see
2: what happens.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: I just never know what's supposed to happen. I feel like a grown-up should be living in my house, managing the plants in my yard, and they're all stuck with me.
3: But it's so easy you can just Google you can just Google or you can read flower or you can you know
2: is there a section on rose
0: bushes?
3: There's not a section but there's something every issue about right. gardening so all
0: right <laughs> or just call us That's right
2: That's the only reason you're here, Marco is to help to me help with, with my your yard issue. Rose bush okay.
0: What <laughs> is your favorite type of or maybe the most useful container? Like, something short and wide, oh, tall and a good skinny, question. bud vase. Like, what do we need if we want to... If you only have one, like, yeah. What or just, it be? I always find it hard, like, when you've got flowers, to figure out the right container. Like, sometimes it's... Sometimes they don't always go together. Or, like, mm-hmm. the mouth of the vase doesn't necessarily work with the... The shape of the flowers. Or, so like, like hmm. if the if the um stem is like more droopy you need you know or mm-hmm. like more upright you're mm-hmm. looking at me like I'm crazy no I'm not I'm listening intently
2: <laughs> Taryn is looking at you like you're crazy Taryn but that's her usual look I'm sorry. But y'all work together so I'm just you quizzical can
3: you, mm-hmm. you know it's interesting because for me it really uh, when um Karen asked me what my or Taryn asked me Or Marin asked me. (laughs) Someone here. Aaron. One of the Aaron's asked me about my my favorite go-to flower. It was Taryn, I think. Um, Really, it's about the container. Mm. I mean, I think if you have a container like, say, this little raffia-colored votive shape, Mm -hmm. then you can go in your garden and cut seven sprigs of rosemary. And put them in there. And if you have five of these and all different herbs, you can fill each one with a different herb and march them down your table and put little votive candles in between, and you're done.
2: Mm, that sounds, sounds, good idea I could again. do that.
3: So it's it's about just not being afraid. You know, like these flutes here with the sparkling rosé. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <A little> <laughs> um <laughs> Honey William bubbly. You know, one pretty garden rose in that
2: and and that's all you need like a tall skinny flute to put a pretty little stem in there i do like that i always try to put one or two stems like in my little powder room Mm -hmm. on the sink because i just feel like it brings Mm -hmm. a little life to that room it's amazing to me how a plant or a flower brings a space to life it just does something well
3: look at Mm -hmm. look at shelter magazines and look at flower of course but um the rooms that really speak to you, if you'll go back and notice, they all will have some kind of plant material. It could even be one huge monstera leaf in a glass jug. But every room that you respond to is ultimately going to have something living in it. Um, and, you know, the rooms that you kind of are are not really drawn to, usually they're cold. And part of that is if they don't have any living plants in there
2: it's true though i don't want to talk over you i I loved your idea
0: of um the votive with the herbs in it and we actually just shot a the this adorable house in Gainesville, georgia she's an interior designer she's gonna be a guest on the podcast soon and um she had just some like they were like a mint julep shape but they were turquoise little cups And she went out to her garden and cut out just, like, big chunks of mint. Yeah. And just had, like, three or four little cups of mint on her mantle. And it looked Mm. so great. And mint grows, like, Yeah, like a weed. Yeah, like a weed. And it just looked so good. And I was like, oh, I need to
3: do more of that, you know? We do not have to go to the wholesaler or to Trader Joe's and get blooming cut flowers. You just don't. I mean, there's so much greenery that's pretty. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, especially here in the South, there's so much greenery mm-hmm. that you just go cut and put in that carass. just a big piece of spirea, iliagnus, and just drape it over and put it on your mantle, and gorgeous. That
2: would be pretty. Yeah. I don't know what any of those words are, but if I did, I'm going to Google them.
3: After. Okay. All right, I'll spell them for you, but not right now. Okay,
1: okay. we'll put it in the show. Okay. Notes. I was going to ask because I feel like I have a few friends my age who whose husbands are so I don't want florals when you speak to. What drapery or fabric? Oh, and in a fabric. Mm-hmm. I thought you meant like I'm in going, their house. I'm like, what? who doesn't like a flower? <laughs> yes,
3: no one doesn't like a floor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, sorry, I meant motifs and these floral yes. motifs. Mm-hmm. That, yes. As I don't know if it's because we're women that we're drawn to them, or you. Anyway, the point is, if you ask someone, you know what, you know what do you not want in your house? A lot of guys will be like, well, flower-like motifs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess my question was. Because you shoot a lot of homes that have obviously beautiful um, upholstery and drapery and everything that are, have florals in it, and is what do you think? Why do you think guys, especially younger guys, are against? it?
3: Well, <laughs> they're anti-flower. Uh-huh. Um, you, you know, it <laughs> should it's, be killed. It's interesting because I think that florals are perceived. As being very feminine, but interestingly, we have men who will come up to me at a cocktail party or at an antique show, and they'll t- you know tap me on the shoulder and they'll whisper in my ear, "I read flower." I love
0: it, <laughs> like their little secret was,
3: confession. Yes, and I'm like. Shatter from the rooftops. Yeah. What are you talking about? Um, but I think it's it's just a perception that florals are feminine, when in reality, if I, if you think about an Oriental rug, or a Suzani fabric, or something, those are generally floral. Mm-hmm. But no man is going to walk in a house and go, ah, oh, so girly. You know, it just depends on the floral. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we do in flower, in terms of our interiors, is we don't always feature a house with a ton of floral wallpaper and, and fabric. We we like to see things that are strategic, like if it's all solids. We love to see a house where somebody loves to arrange flowers. And, and, and so then the flowers, the fresh flowers, really pop. Mm-hmm. So it's just about how to bring the outdoors in, whether it's a wonderful uh, hollyhock fabric or or, you know, just whatever. It's about living with flowers.
2: But when you think back to historically, like the acanthus leaf or something like that, you know. Everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. And I'm looking down at my rug going, hmm, this is a lot of leopard, but I wonder if there's flower in it. And there is. There are sure. leaves kind of scrolling through it and stuff. And, and rosettes th- in the corner. Yeah. Look. And no one would ever go, oh, that's a girly rug. Yeah, But those elements are Everywhere when you really They're dig timeless. into stuff, Mm-hmm. Well, even like the top of columns, like yes. Corinthian columns and all yes, of that, they have the acanthus leaves mm-hmm. that
0: scroll over. Yeah, I feel so like right. if your husband is telling you no florals, and you should just go around and point out like flower, flower, leaf, leaf, <coughs> botanical, like yeah, you're not <laughs> everywhere. Win. Like just just do what know. you want. <laughs> I think what they, I think
3: what they mean is. um Chants, yeah. Pink and blue, chints. like an
0: all over, yeah. Pinky you know, floral, just
3: bows and <laughs> and flowers,
1: which is and,
2: exactly what Taryn wants. In her house.
1: Well, I was thinking back to I was helping a friend just on, you know, we were talking through their room, and I was like, "Well, you need drapery in here," and and I remember the husband being like, "Just no flowers," and I was like, "What?" And <laughs> and, and and so he doesn't I even know we were, what he's saying. Yeah. I ended up sending more geometric patterns because I was like, mm-hmm. "I'm too afraid to be like, <laughs> here's something that's semi-floral." But yes, I do agree; it's in history.
3: And, yeah. I, I do, yeah. It's everywhere. A flower. I once did a presentation in Charleston called "The History of Flowers in Design," and it was so interesting to go back and see sort of where the first flower came into the art scene. It's a fresco in fifth century BC Crete or wow. something. Yeah. yeah, but you know flowers. I mean, it all started in a garden. So, I mean, yeah. why that's- why <laughs> wouldn't we embrace that? Yeah, and yeah. and and there's a reason that it's so life giving. Mm-hmm. You know, perfection. I mean, it's hard to find perfection, but I think when you look into the face of a peony, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's to fill it. Is there any super trendy flowers that you've Ooh, been seeing a lot? What's of? hot
2: right now?
3: What's hot right now? It's not one particular flower. It is a very informal or informal looking uh, sort of garden loose uh, design, and you're seeing it in all over Instagram. You're seeing it on all the blogs. You're seeing it in flower. It's not new. Constant spry did it a hundred years ago. Um, you know, the the Romans did it in their villas in baskets a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago. So it's not new, but it's coming back. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of a reaction to the moundy, roundy, right? Super tight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of and, ball, yeah. I, I think you know maybe the season of the. Balls of flowers on top of candelabra and things like that. I think that has seen its day now. For a is, while, is that looser
2: arrangement hard, harder, harder to do? Yeah, yeah. to it's get harder. the to get the balance right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, you
3: really it, it's supposed to look like it's not balanced. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the trick. Is the sort of uh, uncontrived contrivance
2: mm-hmm. it's
3: supposed to look like you just gathered up a bunch of
2: flowers, but we all know it took a lot of work right like we want our outfits to look like we just threw it on These and didn't on. give it a thought, but we yeah. look so chic yes mm-hmm. that
3: effortless chic mm-hmm. that some people really do have i I'm not one of them but but the but the flowers it's it's funny because I did a shoot at my house where I was cutting from the garden and it's an entertaining uh, department that we have called House Party. And so they. it was my idea, so all the editors made me do it at my house, <laughs> <laughs> the first one. So I'm cutting in the garden, and I walk in, and I start doing this all-green arrangement. And it's really pretty, I thought. And then when everybody left, I gathered up the cuttings, and I had this very low, uh, sort of almost like a... a it was a serving piece, um, ceramic bowl, and I just started putting branches and stems in their leftovers. And before I knew it, it was the prettiest, way prettier than the one I had labored over. Wow! Mm-hmm. So I don't want to give anybody the idea that you can't just kind of make things happen if you if you just start out with pretty material.
0: What is your favorite, like, you know, if you think of a flower arrangement, and has lots of, you know, big blooms in it but what is your favorite green thing to put in there with it
3: i think it just depends it depends on the season and depends on i love ivy mm, um, that's pretty
2: because it'll trail and, it
3: trails i like vines i like jasmine which is not green but a lot of a lot of times it is before it blooms but wait a second so will you
1: go out and cut ivy and yeah. put it okay. yeah I get so much ivy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: Taryn's like, like, I can do oh, this. Yeah.
3: I mean, look at that house over there. Yeah.
2: My neighbor's house is covered you, in ivy. Do you know
3: them? Can you go cut some ivy from their
2: house? <laughs> do
0: you think he would could you do I it do it at know? I do know him. If they
2: don't. Um, I'm. I'm often amazed that his like his bedroom window is covered up in ivy. You, you would I feel be like, doing him
0: a favor. I yeah. feel
2: like it might have creeped through and tied him to his bed at some <laughs> you point. Never see him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he's but stuck anyway, there.
0: he's waiting for you, Karen, to come right. release him, free from me his from his ivy. my ivy. Help.
3: <laughs> so, ivy is one of my favorites. It's so classic. If you think about ivy, I mean, it's just so timeless and beautiful, and mm-hmm. it really cooperates in the draping department
1: i have a baby shower this weekend (laughs) what would you put on the table
2: girl or boy
1: girl okay it's a nesting theme
2: nest oh you need a bird's nest and some little (laughs) eggs i have some eggs if you want them Great. Some little tiny speckled eggs. Great, I the idea.
0: I think you need Carl Charm. <laughs> All right, let's let Margo. No, 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 no. I'm
3: <laughs> I'm loving this sparking. Let's keep talking. Let's keep. No, I love that. I mean, um, I like to do baby showers. I like to give baby showers, and I like to have lots of pink for okay. girls lots of pink i mean i like to just be obnoxious with it and do pink spray roses and pink roses and you can add some white in there but are you asking for centerpieces centerpiece because we're doing a dinner party style okay how many tables one big one
1: is it a
2: rectangle or round Round table?
3: table okay here comes the marching. Here we go. Okay, back to what we talked about, about these little votive shapes. The tan
2: mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I mean, I think you can use anything. You can use julep cups. Um, one thing I love to yeah. use is just silver julep cups and mm-hmm. and just dot them down a table. And you don't really know ha- have to know how to arrange. You just sort of cut your flowers and plop them in there. Yeah, you should do that. I have some
2: downstairs if you want to borrow them. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, and the just for this very thing. It's <laughs> very festive, and it's very timeless. And, um, you know, I think we're in a place, and not to get too woo, but I think we're in a place in this country where we need to kind of cling to the things that are enduring. And that's one of the things, not mm-hmm. to plug Ballard, but that's one of the things that I love about Ballard. As I look through catalogs and look on this, the website, your designs reference things that have been around for centuries. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. So, mm-hmm. a julep cup, um, or if you have little Jefferson cups as well, the short, kind of fat ones, mm-hmm. you can mix and match. But just something timeless in silver is commemorative. That's true. I hadn't thought of it that way. And it adds a, a kind of a layer of, um, I don't know, substance. Rather than just having something that you picked up at, I'm not going to name any names, <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, it's just something, maybe she has something.
2: Yeah. Maybe the honorary Maybe you could get everyone's baby, silver baby cups and use those. Must be so cute. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think you something should go. Something that has some significance and a story. I mean, that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons that, I always try to encourage people to use their silver, use their grandmother's bear share, and if they, you know, don't like it, paint it, you know, or whatever, because we all have these heirlooms and these things that tell a story about who we are. So, when my daughter got married on our farm, I asked all the cousins to bring silver uh, containers. For the floral designer to use, and they were just all over the harvest tables and everywhere. Oh, neat! Yeah, and it was very loose. It was really before that came into vogue, but um, at the farm, it just worked, mm-hmm. you know. But it meant so much, and and she knew where these things had come from.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Did anyone? Did anyone's go missing? You're no. like, no. Where is Sister Sue's vigilant. bowl? I was very <laughs> vigilant
0: about that. You got um, a metal detector. <laughs> You're wanding all the we guests. Did
3: have, we did have a wedding crasher, but she didn't leave with any silver Well,
2: because she wouldn't leave. She
3: wouldn't. That's leave. What she wouldn't leave. She did get up on the stage and sing. It was hilarious. Did but you it's know Another her? story. No, I had no idea she was.
2: I None of us it. did.
3: Where did she? She heard there was a party down in the country and. Finally, the police came and got her by herself. She came yeah, by herself. She came by herself. Bless her heart.
1: And <laughs> he got on stage.
2: That's awesome. She got on stage. Oh my god. She was not bad. All right, I have a question for you, Miss yeah. Margot. In your own home, right now, when, where have you been home lately? You travel all the time.
3: I was home this morning.
2: Okay, in your own home, right now, how many floral arrangements do you have? One. One, Yeah, I have one,
3: and then I have several orchids. Okay. And I'm trying to think what else I have. I have these two milk glass um, bottles that are sort of blue-green milk glass that I got at Circa years ago. And those are on a console in my dining room, and those always have something in them. Mm -hmm. I will go and cut the spirea. I will go and cut... Iliagnus or some other.
2: Are those branchy things? Yes, they're okay.
3: green, archy, pretty, graceful uh, branches. And um, I will just cut. Um, and I'll put those, you know, I'll fill those with water and just put those in, in so that they arch out. And it looks amazing. Or I'll cut magnolia. Mm. We have little gym magnolia and we have regular magnolia,
2: and I will put magnolia anywhere in a heartbeat,
3: <laughs> including in my fireplace.
2: That's oh, smart. Well, like that in the summer, you put it in your fireplace to kind of bring some life in there. It's that's in there cool. now.
3: It's in there now. We hadn't had a fire this winter.
2: Yeah, that's true. We really didn't we hadn't have had a, winter. a winter. So, how long will that last in your fireplace? I would imagine a while.
3: It, it lasts a while. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm all about that because the cobbler's children have no shoes. <laughs> I really, I, I love orchids because you kind of, as the Brits say, you show them the water. <laughs> you just kind of walk by with the water and can kind of barely even give it a turn. So they're easy and they're pretty and they're decorative and they're sculptural. So I Do you I love get yours orchids. to rebloom? I can never get mine to it rebloom. It depends. It depends. You've got to hold your mouth right mm-hmm. and it depends on where you leave them. Yeah. You know, and it depends on what kind of orchid. We've had a couple rebloom, not many, but they're mm-hmm. they're so inexpensive.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's a great. And they last for a long yeah, they time. last forever.
3: When we had a flower Christmas party a few years ago, I didn't decorate the tree, and I went down to a wholesaler and bought a ton of cymbidium orchids, just branches of cymbidium, uh, sort of the pinky purple and then the green, and I cut them. And I just dotted them all through throughout the tree and had lights, and that was it. That and gorgeous. And they stayed on there. You know, they don't need a water source for you know like three, four, five days. Wow. they're pretty. That's awesome. I don't know what plant that is either, so I'm going to need orchid. A an orchid. Oh, it's that's some sort of an orchid, Symbidium orchid. It's big and lush, and so you can see it. In you can see it.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: so my mom swears by neglect. Just yeah. getting it. them to rebloom. She sits them out on, on her potting pot. shed. So they'll like occasionally get rain on them. But she just sticks and them out re-bloom. there. And then one day, she goes and it's got a butt on it. And she brings it
3: inside.
2: <laughs> it's magic.
3: Yeah, it is. They really don't like to be messed with. <laughs> they, I mean, they, they're kind of temperamental that way. They're kind
1: of like cats. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. Yes, don't I love my them.
3: cats. Don't say anything bad about cats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i I want to ask about the trend that is the house plant because mm. I feel like it's a trend, is a trend. It's a trend. It's a trend.
0: Yeah, and
2: ferns. Yeah, house and love plants made have ferns.
1: come full
0: circle. Like,
2: well, because yeah. you know, and it is interesting how certain things. You'll cactus. We remember, like two years ago, yeah. we were like cactus are everywhere, and then succulents. Yeah, tree. they're very in and oh, very yeah. easy. Easy. Yeah.
3: How many house plants do you have? I don't have any. Mm -hmm. I don't have (laughs) any. Yeah.
1: My neighbor has quite a few. Like, I've gone over when she's been on vacation and sprayed him with water and thought I was going to kill him. Yeah. She's like a crazy
2: plant lady. No, I wouldn't call her crazy plant We will. We're going to call her that. (laughs) We don't know her. Um, What's her name? Tell us and her Prissy. address.
0: <laughs> oh my God, I love Percy.
1: She knows it anyway. But I, I was so I have no houseplants. And she had so many that I added some fern thing.
2: Can't even tell you the actual name. So, so you bought a name. plant because you felt shamed?
1: Yes, but she, <laughs> she didn't shame plant me. I just shame. was
3: like. But you also have seen so much of it, and I, I do, I do, I see a good bit. And actually, as I'm thinking about it, I do have two. Um, English ivy uh, just house plants on my mantle in these two little uh, jardiniere. Do you know what that is? A jardiniere. A pot? Yes, yeah, a pot. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> You're acting something on your hands. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a pot, but um, it's it's a pot down in it. Oh, it's like okay. a cash pot. Yeah. yeah, it's a cash pot. Um, but these are uh, old French concrete Chipped paint, really Ooh, pretty, really gosh. cool. And then the, they just have this draping ivy. And and for some reason, the ivy thrives there. And so that's it. But I did try the fig tree that you see everywhere.
2: Impossible to keep alive.
3: Well, I don't have enough light.
2: Yeah, they need light like 24-7. they do not have
3: a lot, enough light. So and they're expensive. That's an
2: expensive mistake.
3: It's pricey. Buy our mm-hmm. fake one. It's
2: that's expensive. why we have a fake one.
3: I, I'm, my it's expensive, husband, yeah. but it
0: looks great.
2: Well... It's seven feet tall, mm-hmm. and it's like $300.
3: Is that in your house?
2: In our catalog.
3: It's fake. In your catalog. Oh, a permanent right. botanical. Yeah, that but,
2: reminds... I wanted to ask I you...
0: I like what the way you said A permanent that. botanical. It's better than <laughs> yeah. fake plants. I know. So. I was going to ask,
2: what do you think of fake plants inside? If they are good. Mm-hmm. If
3: they're nice quality. And we, we have done... Um, we did a feature on India and on permanent botanicals in general... And it was Wait, interesting. What's NDI? NDI is a, one of the companies. It's one of the major manufacturers. Oh, it's a, like a, a manufacturer. Yeah. Okay. And they're in Root and toot and Bruton, Alabama. So oh I man. just drove down and saw them. <laughs> but their process is so uh, God, just complicated and interesting and involved and detailed. And to learn about it, I thought. This is respectable. Mm-hmm. This is an art form. Oh, it
2: is very yeah. labor-intensive. Yeah. 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 That's why they're expensive. I mean, each little leaf is well, put Diane on by James. hands. Think about her
3: work. It's exquisite. I mean, she will have a little glass cube, and she'll have that acrylic water, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. and then a big peony, and you you cannot tell. Mm-mm. You cannot yeah. tell.
0: Can I tell you a funny story about fake plants? Yes. Okay. Well, slash Permanent botanical? Permanent yes, botanical. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. No Excuse me. <laughs> Can I tell you a story about permanent botanicals? Okay, so um, after my grandfather passed away, my aunt, who lives in California, sent my mom this gorgeous, huge orchid arrangement. Mm. It, I mean, it was like probably three feet wide and it had tons and tons of white orchids in it. Wow. Sounds pretty. It was gorgeous. And, um, After the funeral and everything, my mom sort of took some of them out and put them in different pots, like separated them, and she had one that she had up on her, like the windowsill over her kitchen window, and she was watering it, and then one day she was like, God, this orchid has been blooming for like six months. (laughs) No. (laughs) Y'all. She had been watering (laughs) this fake orchid for like six months. That's a
2: good permanent botanical. (laughs)
0: Right, That's a good fake. But what they did was they had half real orchids in the arrangement Uh and half fake ones. Well, that's common
3: practice now. You'll see great um, floral designers like Preston Bailey who do these huge, very dramatic um, events. And things from the ceiling, and things on top of columns, and if you look closely, very closely, you'll see that the very top flowers are not real, mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter, yeah, because mm-hmm. nobody can see, and it. that's just right. expense that you don't need. And and but I mean, he has, I'm sure, a whole warehouse full of permanent botanical
0: <laughs> and if someone goes up to your plant you just hope they touch the real one they're like
2: god this is Well, sometimes is like you touch them and market. you can't tell yeah that's especially succulents those succulents oh yeah because they're rubbery tell. anyway yeah. yeah so my favorite
3: thing that ever happened about a permanent botanical was do y'all know richard keith langham yeah Great I've heard that, name. that name. Oh. Oh, okay. um he's from Bruton, alabama but he's in new york and has been for 30 years and did jackie kennedy's park avenue apartment i mean he's amazing Mm -hmm. Um, he has a book coming out um fellow alabamian so i have to plug him but anyway (laughs) he we were at the antique show in birmingham and flower had a table and it was set because part of our deal is entertaining so we had a table set and we had a centerpiece in the middle of it and it was india it was a big revere bowl full of white lilies I have a picture of Keith smelling them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did he say?
3: And I sent it to him. I was like, "Look, you fooled even your hometown boy."
0: <laughs> so that's fun. Okay, I have I have one last question for you before we do our decorating dilemmas. How do you? Well, this is a panel question. Ooh. Everyone can answer it. How do you feel about cutting stuff out of your neighbor's
2: yard? I've done it.
0: I've done it. <laughs> uh-uh. What do you mean, how do you feel about
3: it? Without like, asking? Is that wrong? Form, to go with, into your neighbor's yard and cut stuff. Without
0: asking? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's poor form? That's poor form, yeah. I I agree it. it's
1: poor form, but I've definitely sprinted past the house with scissors and cut hydrangeas for yeah. a shower.
3: Yeah. I'm not saying I haven't done it. I'm just saying I have guilt about it. I do too, obviously yeah. by yeah. the sprinting. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. No, my neighbor whose ivy is growing yeah. into his yeah. bedroom, I don't think he cares. He would but he like has that. a holly bush and always go over there at Christmas and get the red berries to stick in my greenery. Yeah. Or my wreath or whatever. I don't think he's gonna notice. I,
3: you know, this is a question probably for my husband or, you know, somebody <laughs> someone
2: what, with ethics? No.
3: <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, it's interesting because flower people are some of the loveliest people in the world and people who love good design are. You know, if you if you love beauty and you love gardens and beautiful design and furniture and then, you know, generally you have a gentle spirit. And so mm-hmm. stealing is just contrary to that. I know, but it doesn't mean we don't do it. (laughs) I'm just trying trying to extricate myself from this without advocating it, and yet not sounding judgy
2: or hypocritical because I've done it myself. Caroline, have you done it? You're the only one who hasn't admitted it.
0: I've seriously considered it, and I have, like, off trees, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, um, not like... I have never cut blooms. Yeah, I of, haven't but either. There's this person around the corner from us that has these giant white peony bushes, <gasps> and I have oh no, 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 no. no. I haven't actually cut <laughs> Not the peony. I know, but really giant. Okay. But I have told Will before, like, would it be wrong for me to come out here in the middle of the night, and cut some off the bush? He's like, yes, yes. you can't do that.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. I would be. Well, so Well, you had
0: to that
3: question because you said in the middle of the night.
2: Yeah, right. you right. already you knew. know it's naughty.
3: You already knew. But I will say this. There, you know, <laughs> there are public right of that are just free game. I remember coming to Atlanta to do something at ADAC or somewhere, and I was missing greenery. I had all my cut flowers, and I had no greenery. And we stopped at a shell station in Douglasville or somewhere, and I looked over, and there was this wall of gorgeous greenery. I don't know if it was Arbor Vita; I don't remember what it was. I got those snips, and I got out, and I just started <laughs> whacking. I don't know whose it was,
2: but <laughs> it, the the it was public
3: property yeah. slash shell.
2: Yeah, they oil. were fine with it. They
3: didn't miss it, but it was perfect, you know. And I had no compunction about that. Yeah, I didn't even go in and ask the attendant, but you know.
0: So it sounds like the consensus is that, is that it's on a case-by-case basis, right? I think so.
2: <laughs> well, think if so. you know you have to do it in the dead of night, <laughs> yes. then that's an issue.
0: Yes.
3: What about your neighbor you have next door? your answer. Do you cut her bushes? I would
2: never, ever cut her bushes. My neighbor next door, <laughs> Pat, is... You just... Pat. Pat is... I mean, she basically gardens 24-7. And so she always has beautiful things in place. She would notice. I would never, ever... Ever even consider it?
3: Such Mm-mm. an interesting question that really tells us more about you, <laughs> yeah, Carol,
2: than anybody else. Your heart so, is black from the no, inside. I
0: I asked it in a way that you could tell I was feeling guilty about it. I'm, so you
2: knew the answer.
0: I've never actually, I've never cut anyone's flat like blooms. I so, you, only Taryn's really praises.
2: the most egregious offender because you've actually <laughs> cut blooms, Taryn.
0: Listen.
1: <laughs> Oh. It was the there one. was a time. <laughs> we needed some extra hydrangeas for a shower. And
2: there were some down the street. Were they? Was it a really giant bush where it you wouldn't notice? It was really
1: big. There were tons of blooms. Nobody my guilt knows. is only the fact that I ran away, which <laughs>
0: and means shame. that I knew it was wrong. <laughs> running with scissors <laughs> on my street. At least you didn't trip. That would have been serious karma. Mm-hmm. Right? right?
1: That is... Very true, but my um, hydrangeas didn't bloom the next year, so I think that was. The oh end. yeah, there I
2: you know.
0: go. Mm-hmm. So we are going to do some decorating dilemmas. I think we only have time for one.
2: This is our, question, our um, we're, we're this is hey, our podcast stalker Deborah yes. that we met um, at the store opening, so she has a special place in our hearts. <laughs> All
1: okay. right, I'll read it fast. Deborah writes. Our living room is basically a bowling alley, minus the fun of chucking heavy balls at things. (laughs) To make matters worse, some genius decided to cut into the already narrow width of said bowling alley to make a spot for the smallest bathroom in the world so there is a cutout in an awkward place which completely destroys any of symmetry in this room my burning decorating dilemma is the whole darn thing we use this room to sit and read to enjoy a warm fire to socialize with guests and occasionally we watch a bit of television we plan to redo the whole room including paint carpet removal and adding crown molding most of the furnishings are up for debate, either slipcover, paint, rearrange, or remove. And there is a Casa Florentina Louis Armoire in the antique walnut finish It on its way. Question one Where can we put the Armoire which will house the TV for maximum
3: viewing?
2: We're already talking about how yes. we really don't think she needs an armoire in this room. And even
3: Isn't though it's Ballard and we love well, it. Well, she doesn't, you know what, she, it's a no beautiful room.
2: piece, but she could put it in her bedroom or there's her dining no, yeah. room or something. Well, there's no room in this room for that piece, you're no right. There's no room. And, and I was
3: going to say that I have really been passionately anti-flat screens over mantle. mantel. Mm-hmm. But I have to say this space, I would advocate Prom, for it.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I just well, there can't. is no other wall yeah, in this room yeah. to put a television. Yeah, when you look at her layout, it is a long rectangle with a fireplace in the center and it's of one of the long walls, and then all of the other walls, even flanking the fireplace, have windows. Yeah,
3: she's got um, a so lot there's of no
2: there's no wall space for an arm. Where I'm not sure where she's going to put she that. She
3: talked about putting it catty cornered. Oh but no, no, no. Then, but, Don't but do the, that! Don't do yeah. that! Please don't. Yeah. Well, and and she would cover part of her windows. So I was, yeah, no.
0: I was going to I agree too about not putting it in the arm not putting the television in the armoire and over the mantle, but there might be like a corner in here where you could put the armoire but not with the television. Oh, wait. You know this, what I'm saying? So yeah, I think yeah. maybe in this corner um kind of near the opening to the kitchen, it looks like it might fit, but not to which you'll be able to see the right, television. Right, it could side just be a pretty item, yeah, but exactly. not with the TV in it. It would look it. gorgeous. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, <laughs> um. so, so here's my question: Is she married? Yes. To
2: her dining room in the dining room. Oh, oh. I don't. She seems very open-minded it, about the whole I thing. I can't
3: tell much about the dining room, but you know, that's a thing now is people flipping their dining room and living room, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I, I'm, you know, because this. Sofa, or I can't tell what that is. is it a day bed? It looks anyway. like a loveseat.
2: No, I think it's a sofa. Look right here. Or, or a loveseat. <laughs> We're digging through Something. the pages. So, she has um, really
3: pretty furniture. It is, but it's very awkward with that setback there.
2: Yes. Yeah. Oh, and, and she also wrote in an addendum email that we got today um, that please don't think that the way the furniture is arranged in the photos is how it's arranged. She just mushed it all um, in there to show us what she had.
3: Okay, well, she talks about being a book hoarder. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking that that space, would be a great place for an attaché. And she did talk about the Sylvia attaché
2: mm-hmm. in that little right? pushback yes, there behind the sofa. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: If she could move the sofa over, because if she doesn't move the sofa, you can't access the books.
1: I Do want, you, oh, go ahead, Terry. I have a win, or I have a sofa under my back window, and it's a big, long window. Yeah. And I'm wondering like if Like my could, window.
2: You can put a sofa in front of a window, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe she could put it on her west-facing windows, put her sofa down there, like you said, and then put that as your... On the with, short wall. Mm-hmm. On the shorter wall that has the space. Um,
2: but if they want to sit, watch television, and hang out by the fireplace, right? Like, mm-hmm. if the, we, if we're advising her to put the television over the fireplace...
0: Yes. Can she move that sofa over? She is not even tied to the sofa. She's not married so to I the sofa. I don't think we even Great. care about the okay, sofa. Okay, never mind. I was going to say put two maybe either apartment-sized sofas or love seats facing each other in front of the fireplace yes. floating.
2: Mhm. Yeah
0: bunny always bunny says in her episode talking about how people always want to put stuff against the wall i would just stick those two love seats or maybe if you want a love seat in a chair or something because it is Make pretty narrow look I in if, front of the fireplace yeah, and have them float have a little coffee table and that can be your little hangout space well, she's definitely she going to need to be,
2: set up um, several
3: spaces the Larkin Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I think the swivel chairs would be great there and then one love seat on the other side maybe yeah if there's room for two and then a love seat and then maybe two little garden stools yeah then you can perch on that
1: Mm -hmm. I was Oh, it would be nice to do some little chairs in the corner by Mm -hmm. that long window in the back Mm -hmm. with a day bed. I was thinking that, too, Where the sun comes in. You can, like, read and put your books in the little...
2: Oh, that would be nice. So she could have a central seating area around the fireplace where they could sit, watch some TV, hang out with their friends, have a glass of wine, and then move a sofa down at the end Mm -hmm. and have another little, like, sitting hangout area with books and... Bookshelves or étagère kind of thing.
0: I would, I would even think about maybe putting, because um, I think the problem is going to be creating focal points on both ends. Because if you've got your seating of in this the middle, long yeah, rectangle. you're going to want something at both ends to like anchor the end of the space. But maybe if she put like a console in front of the window, like we have that new metal console. It's called like the Lindale. It's long and skinny. It's black iron, and so she can maybe put that like in front of her window.
2: Um, She's got, in her know, pictures, she has a round table and two chairs down in front of that window. Do you see mm-hmm. that? Yeah. I think that's great. I think she needs to get a big, there. giant, beautiful statement vase, like a chinoiserie or something. Put that on that table, fill it full of branches to get some height down there. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be pretty.
0: And that'd be a good place you could, like, work on your laptop or...
2: Read your book.
0: Yeah, write thank you notes or whatever you got to do. You know do. what I'm
3: I'm missing here is Lighting.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, and that's why I love the idea of the console. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, some mm-hmm. lamps. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: there's no area lighting, and I'm a big advocate because overhead lighting is so unflattering, mm-hmm. generally. Yeah. Um. And so, and it's hard to read. So yeah. I, I am always looking for places, and I don't know where her outlets are, but that's
2: something to consider. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely probably needs like six pieces of lighting in here somehow. You know what I yes. mean? Mm-hmm. Scattered through that mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. Some floor lamps, some table lamps.
0: Floor so, lamp. Taryn, 100. maybe she puts her reading chair, like you suggest, kind of by that big window and have a console in front of it. The console can have a lamp on it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you can have a big reading chair and, like, an ottoman or something kind of in the corner, yeah. you mm-hmm.
3: know? You know, so if you, you look at... Y'all you know, were talking about Bunny. If you look at her uh, living room in Falls Village, it has several seating areas, as does her study and she's not dogmatic at all about furniture placement. Mm-mm. It's just what works. And so this person, Deborah, yeah. Deborah, when she was talking about, well, I don't want the chairs here because then one would block the television. You I know, go, I mean, if, right. first of all, Larkin chairs, swivel, swivel yeah. it solves your problem. Or, or And you can move one. But also, I want to encourage Deborah to think about how she lives, not so much about entertaining. Because I find that when I entertain, people pull up chairs. Mm -hmm, People mm -hmm. sit on the the stairs in the front hall and eat and talk. And, you know, they'll go outside and sit, you know, on (coughs) a bench. They'll go in the mudroom and sit with our dogs in a wicker (laughs) chair. That's people me. people don't care. They right. don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. And so we spend all this time laboring over, ooh, we entertain so much, we've got to have it just right. You
0: don't. Right. Mm-hmm. You need to have
3: it right for you.
0: Yeah, and maybe if you have that little table over in your corner with the two chairs, like <coughs> those, if you have some light chairs in your room, like a Louis armchair or something people are gonna like you said pull that up to the seating area i think occasional chairs in mm-hmm. my opinion are so underrated like yeah. people always think about putting big armchairs, like yeah. sturdy upholstered pieces in their room and they didn't don't put like light little or things chairs. that you're gonna yeah or slipper yeah. chairs that you, you aren't gonna lounge them? in but when you have people over they're perfect you can pull
3: them in yeah and pull them into exactly. the party
0: She also says, so this is part three of her question. (laughs) How do I treat the awkward cutout? Originally, I followed and ignore it, pretend it's not their idea, but it continues to trouble me. I feel like if you really want to throw some money at the problem, have some handyman come and drywall over it. But I don't know that
2: that's what she means by cutout.
1: What? I think it is. I I don't see another
2: cutout in the... I think she just means it's it, it it goes into the wall I mean the uh, um it's not a pass through.
3: I think it's this where she's Yeah, has it's this
1: the little table weird little behind because her sofa.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's a pass through. I think it's no, I know just, it's not a pass through. Oh, it's this, so it's right just, it just it juts into the room. So yeah.
0: it's just a weird little sliver of wall that's not the same depth it's as the Perfect place
2: of the wall.
3: for a fig tree. <gasps> yeah, yeah that's a again. put a House plan. plant. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. That's true. Move that day bed over (laughs) whatever it is and and or whatever she's going to have there and then i mean it's a perfect
0: spot for a big tall
3: fig tree
2: it is you're
0: right or if you happen to find when you're out at the antique store at the thrift store or something keep that measurement of what that width is Keep that in your phone or something, and if you find a little narrow table that's just that size. Mm -hmm. Like, I have this little um, drop-leaf table that I feel like if this were my house, would fit perfectly there. Mm
2: -hmm. And that's another opportunity for a lamp.
0: Yeah, and Mm -hmm. you can put a lamp on it. You could lean a piece of art so that you could still reach the thermostat
2: behind there. Um, Yeah. I
0: like the plant. I feel like
2: the thermostat's going to get messed up if you lean...
0: It's like a big tall uh, thing. Won't
2: it mess up the circulation and then it won't really be truly reading the temperature of the room? Oh.
0: Well, you can maybe le- lean something shorter that it doesn't cover it. <laughs> the I like the play. The plant's a lot that. easier.
3: She's a, a book Love hoarder. Mm-hmm. And so um, I want to say this to Deborah I'm very, very much a Francophile and I have books in stacks all over my house. I love that look. Mm-hmm. And it's it's I also have two whole walls of bookcases built-ins across the front of the house. The living room and the dining room are just walls of book bookshelves. But we have so many books from my parents to me and my husband, and um, so we don't throw any away. We don't give any away because we might read. You never know. You <laughs> might read yeah. I so it. So we have stacks of books everywhere, and they're decorative. They're pretty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't look like hoarding because they're not. So, we have other things, and also um, we have paintings leaning against walls on tables. We have paintings. On the floor, leaning against the wall.
2: I love paintings leaning against bookcases, yeah. or hanging off of bookcases. Yeah, you do tucked have inside. To, I mean, there no. You have to
3: know the rules to break the rules. But that said, you know, if you have pretty books and you don't have enough room,
2: put them on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Put them under your coffee table. But she definitely has room in here for some to flank that fireplace with two books. Bookshelves, yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty. That would give some height in there too. So she'd have that. She'd have that tall tree. She's got draperies going up to the ceiling. You know, it it would give um, some vis- visual presence. Interesting. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we only got through the first three parts of Deborah's dilemma, but we can do more next time. Oh, I she, think we did most of it.
0: Well, she said her only other question really is thoughts on a paint color and i think um i read somewhere once that you should pick your paint color last and i really like that idea for you like yeah, pick don't out your do upholstery pick out your rug yeah. paint some art and then maybe paint some swatches on the wall later and mm-hmm. see what works but don't start with a paint color well
2: that's what lisa Mendy was saying in our last podcast oh, yeah, she right. was saying you know it's way easier to match a paint color to your fabric or rug than it is to find a fabric or rug to match your paint color. Mm -hmm. So start with that stuff and then decide that later.
3: Well, back in the day, which was the late 70s, early (laughs) 80s,
2: when I was in design
3: school, we learned to start a room on the floor. But what that meant was that was assuming everyone had Oriental rugs. Mm. And so that was your money piece. And so you wanted to build your... Scheme around your Oriental rug. Well, today it could be a wonderful painting mm-hmm. right. or a one pattern of fabric that you love, and you take that and you pull back and pull all those colors out. You find the color that you like. I, I'm looking at your chair with the my is it, Larkin. <laughs> yeah, was it, is it
2: Ariana? What's the name of that fabric? I think it is called Ariana. I've had it like three years, so I can't remember exactly the name, but it's a fabric that we sell.
3: Well, I love that, and I I was hoping that she might consider that fabric for her Larkin chairs in this room. I think she needs some pattern. She definitely mm-hmm. needs some pattern yeah, in here. Sure. And she so, needs something
2: to bring this thing to life. And, and that's subtle,
3: but it has interest. Mm-hmm. And she could pull one of those colors out of that chair and paint the wall that oh, color. Yeah yeah
0: um she does mention wanting to put in wood floors and since we talked about floating the whatever seating you have in front of the fireplace i would just say pick a rug to go to i guess sort of corral that seating area in front of your fireplace so make sure your rug is big enough so Mm -hmm. that all the things in that center seating area sit on the rug and then maybe you could have something different on the side. Yeah, you could but have three rugs in there, really. Yeah, you could have three rugs. But make sure your middle one is big enough to really anchor the don't it main yeah, Don't yeah. make it too little. Yeah, don't make it too little. Don't skimp on your rug size. Room.
2: It no, is it's an interesting shape. But it's, I mean, you know, it's an opportunity. It is exactly <laughs> that. Yeah. But you're right. You know, she should reference Bunny's living room because I remember reading in her book, um, what is the name of her first book? Affair with the, with the House. With that, that um, you know, she had, it's a very long kind of narrow room. It was real weird. And she talked about how she figured out how to arrange the furniture in there. And it was not necessarily an easy thing to do. But mm-hmm. she ended up floating around table and... There's a random desk in there and seating, and but it's very comfy.
0: Mm-hmm. It I very also comfy. love, yeah, the reference way she, the superstars yeah. out there. Yeah, she just arranges, cool. she does layouts really nicely, so it could give you some good inspiration about ways to divide it. Just, I would say look, look at design
2: books mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. Deborah. Yeah. yeah, do it. But we'll we'll give you some ideas, and then you can do some research on your own. <laughs> Decide <laughs> if you like her ideas. <laughs> Well, Margaret, thank you for coming all the way from Birmingham to see us. Well, it was
3: my pleasure. And thank you for inviting me. And thank you for always looking at Flower and thinking of us. It is a beautiful, beautiful publication. It really is. is. And I feel like it's
2: just getting better and better.
3: Thank you. Thank you for your support. (laughs) And thank you all for all you do to make the world more beautiful. Really Likewise, thank no, you, Margaret. I mean it. It's That's all so about sweet. that, you know. I mean, That's true. we can't save the world, but we can make it prettier. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank y'all so much. You're welcome. All right. So, how can people find you and yeah. Flower um, Magazine and all that good stuff?
3: Oh, okay. Um, Flowermag. Com. And um, do y'all have an Instagram? We are at Flower Magazine. I am at Margot R. Shaw. Margot with a T. And we're on Facebook and all those other platforms, and yeah, please subscribe so we can make money, so we can
2: stay in business. There you go, <laughs> <Yeah>. done, done. <laughs> <laughs> just Simple to that. be,
3: you
0: know, shamelessly self-promoting, yeah. not to make <laughs> you
2: feel guilty or anything. No, <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> it was beautiful. I mean, we were when you gave us the the current issue. Taryn and I were just like silent for a solid five minutes, like flipping, through <laughs> <laughs> like okay good we're distracted good i'm glad that's what we want all right well thank you so much um that's our show thank you for listening we are so grateful to have um you subscribing and downloading please leave us a review in itunes or apple podcasts um and also follow us on instagram facebook all those places at ballard designs and of course send us your questions Mm -hmm. guys we just went to High Point, and we recorded a million questions, and we're out. We need more. So send them to us. Okay. Send us your decorating to dilemmas. You can email them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. And until next time, happy, happy decorating. decorating.